Milwaukee, Cincinnati, San Fran, Arizona. This pennant race is about to get very real for our Chicago Cubs. Let's ride together. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Sam Olber. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Welcome in. Happy Monday to everybody, whenever, wherever you're listening Typically on a Monday show, as you guys know, that rhymed, we will go over the previous weekend and then talk about what's coming up for the Cubs. And that just did not feel appropriate today. No, no. What feels appropriate for Monday's show is starting with what's coming up for the Cubs. Because as I said in the intro, it's Milwaukee, Cincy, San Fran, Arizona, four teams that are either directly in your path to the postseason or slightly behind you. And, you know, on Friday night, the Jonas Brothers were in town. They had Wrigley Rock concert, atmosphere, bright lights, everything you want. On Monday night, a very different, worse cast of characters come to town called the Milwaukee Brewers, riding eight straight victories. But I expect the same type of atmosphere, rock star, big atmosphere, because this is, this is, the biggest home series with fans the Chicago Cubs have had in a very long time. And b- before I break down that series and the probables and all the schematics, I, I want to say this, and this is probably the most important thing I will say on today's show. So if you're listening in the morning or afternoon, take 30 seconds out of your day to appreciate This stretch, because yes, it's going to be very stressful. The Tums, the the tranquilizers, the food, whatever you need to get through this, it's going to be a, a, a tough 14 game stretch, three game series with Milwaukee and beyond. You know, you feel great eight and six, seven and seven, you live anything worse, you're in a bit of trouble. But that's not the point of what I'm saying. You always hear this cliche in sports when it comes to players. Hey, this is why you play the game, right? This is why you put in all the work, the blood, the sweat, the tears. You know, and and this type of stretch is why I feel like this is why we fan. This is why we're fans of the Chicago Cubs. This is why in April I would have temper tantrum after temper tantrum because I wanted every win that felt like it should be a win because I wanted to get to this point. Late August. Labor Day, meaningful baseball with with postseason ramifications every time you step out on the field. And it was an up-and-down April, a miserable May, a a up-and-down June, followed by an incredible July and August that got us here. And I know come 7.05 Monday night, we're all going to forget that and lock in, and rightfully so, because we're fans, and that's short for fanatics. And if the Cubs get down 3 nothing in the first, we'll all be miserable. So that's why I'm saying right now, before this ball game, Monday night, 
Take a minute to appreciate it. And remember, this is why you do this. This is why you know you you ruin your your day over a blown game on a Wednesday in May because you want to get here. And the Cubs are here. And if nothing else comes of this season, which I think they will, but if nothing else comes of this season, it's pretty darn cool that they got here after everything they've been to because it's about to get very, very real. So, Cubs Brewers. Going to break down each game, pitching matchup, and what I think the keys are. Monday night, 7.05, Wrigley Field. It'll be former Cub Wade Miley versus Jamison Tyone. This, to me, is the most important game of the series. Now, we know, and I'm going to talk about this later in the show, Milwaukee's red hot, eight in a row. The Cubs actually lost a half a game on them during their stretch of quote-unquote easy games, even though the Cubs played well, won eight out of 12. They're four games back, so the best they could do is get to one. But these are still very important games regardless, right? You want to create multiple paths to the postseason. So even if you could just take two out of three, you still leave that path open while you, you keep your wild card lead. To do that, to take two out of three, I feel like you got to win game one. Wade Miley versus the Cubs is fascinating. Why? Because it's, it's an immovable object versus the unstoppable force from the perspective of, pitch selection, and taking pitches. The Cubs love to work deep counts. The the Cubs love to take borderline pitches. Wade Miley loves to get early outs in the count and make people swing at borderline pitches to get themselves out. Kind of like Kyle Hendricks. Something's got to give. The umpire will play a very big part in Monday night's game because if he's given Wade Miley six inches off the plate, it'll be difficult for the Cubs. I think the Cubs have improved this last week against left-handed pitching, and I think they are going to be very ready for Wade Miley. I expect them to hit him hard. Jamison Tyone not don't really have a gauge. He wouldn't be surprised if he goes seven and pitches great. Wouldn't be surprised if it's not great. Just kind of hoping that he keeps him in the game. Uh, Tuesday night. Don't really have to break this down. If you're a neutral, if you're just a fan of the sport, tune in Wrigley Field Tuesday night, 7.05, with one of the best pitchers of the last three years in the National League, Corbin Burns, versus one of the best guys going right now, Justin Steele. Don't know what else has to be said. It will be the biggest game Justin Steele has thrown in a Cubs uniform, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see him in that environment. On Wednesday afternoon, it will be Brandon Woodruff versus the Professor Professor Kyle Hendricks. Another huge game. Kyle Hendricks toes the slab for the Cubs. I have plenty of confidence he will be able to maneuver around this Brewer lineup. Those two feels like they've matched up a lot. I remember the 2020 opener of the COVID year. Hendricks threw a complete game and half homered off Woodruff, and the Cubs won that game. I think it was like a 3-0 final. Um, It's going to be a a very good series and it's going to be one of those series where your stars have to step up and I hope this doesn't come out like I'm calling this player out because I'm not he's had a very nice year for the Chicago Cubs but Dansby Swanson when he signed here for his 177 million dollar deal the question surrounding Dansby was hey is he going to be happy here if the Cubs don't win Dansby's a winner and Dansby wants to win that was backed up just recently when Jed Hoyer came out and said the guy that was chirping in my ear every day not to sell even before we got hot was Dansby Swanson Dansby wants to win Dansby wants to play in big games well here you go 
Does it get much bigger than this in the regular season? Team you're chasing, late August, coming into Wrigley Field for three. Dansby Swanson coming into Sunday's game was batting 154 in August. It's time for Dansby to, to, to make his mark. He's had a fine year. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I think he's going to go up a level this week. And there's some schematic reasons as well. Miley doesn't feature a ton of off-speed. Burns likes to throw his fastballs cutter. And then Woodruff's a hard thrower that relies a lot on his heater. Dansby loves the heater. I think Dansby Swanson's the key to this series. I think he's going to have a big series. If he can do that, I think the Cubs will win this series. Just taking a quick look forward, like I did earlier, after Milwaukee, it doesn't get it's it's just as big, if not bigger, because you're going to be playing a team you're most likely ahead against. Four in Cincy, San Fran at home for three, the the Diamondbacks at Wrigley for four. Sam, what do you think we need to do? My ideal situation would be take two out of three from Milwaukee, split at Great American, take two out of three from San Fran, split Arizona, you go eight and six, you probably feel really good about where you're at. That's probably the path. Now, of course, you want to get greedy. You go nine and five, 10 and four. I mean, you go 10 and four in this stretch, you're making the postseason. I mean, it would take a lot because you got to remember every single win you're gaining ground on that team you're beating. It's like every game is really worth two in this 14 game stretch. Six and eight would cause problems. Uh, uh, you know, five and nine would be, would be a train wreck. And we know going into this stretch that the Cubs have some concerns starting pitching being one of them. Although one of those was curbed on Saturday night, more on that later. And this bullpen situation, because the Cubs, even though the Cubs have a day off this upcoming Thursday, it's followed up by a doubleheader on Friday. So Ross is going to really have his work cut out for him. I think the Cubs are going to end up playing like 20 games in 20 days. And they've been playing so many close games that it's resulting in the Alzelais and the the lighters and the Merriweathers being used a lot. And then the Cubs got the unfortunate news this weekend that Michael Fulmer is going on the 10-day IL. So you lose one of those high-leverage guys. Somebody else like uh, uh, Palencia or Quas or even Drew Smiley might have to step up out of the bullpen and take a higher-leverage role. So th that's the concern. But the good news is, is the bats awoke and the Cubs have put themselves in a good position heading into heading into this uh, homestand because they had a five and two road trip and the offense was tremendous. More on that next. But first, this episode is brought to you by Dave. At one time or another, we all have needed financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash TM advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's all part of Dave's extra cash TM account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees applies. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Again, go to dave.com MLB and get up to $500 in five minutes or less when you download Dave. For terms, visit dave.com slash legal. Check out Dave today. The Cubs play the Milwaukee Brewers on Monday night at 7.05, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into channel 844 and catch the Cubs on all season long 
all season long on Sirius XM. Welcome back here on Locked on Cubs, where we are coming off another series win. The goal coming into the week was two out of three in Detroit, three out of four in Pittsburgh. Check, check. Yes, this eight and four stretch doesn't feel as good as it should because the Milwaukee Brewers went eight and three in that stretch and you actually lost a half game. But sometimes as frustrating as it is, and I, I wanted to touch on this earlier, you know, the Brewers have been a thorn in the Cubs side for about five years now. And, 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 as the Cubs' reign ended at the end of 2018, the Brewers started to become and be, be a real force. And it's frustrating uh, that they are this much of a problem. And, and it's frustrating that they got swept in L.A. and then rattled off eight straight against the Rangers, Twins, and Padres. But that's out of your control. And the hardest thing in life sometimes is to move on from things that are out of your control. And this is one of those things. The Cubs played good baseball during this stretch. It started out murky, splitting with the White Sox and barely doing so. A very tough two out of three series win against Kansas City. A very tough two out of three win in Detroit. And then three out of four against Pittsburgh. So let's start with Friday night because we did a show after Thursday's game. That was a, a, a frustrating loss. Kyle Hendricks came out, threw the ball well, but just can't figure out the first inning troubles, gave up two in the first, and that ended up being enough in the game. The Cubs did nothing against Mitch Keller all night long until Ian Happ hit a solo home run in the ninth. Little controversy as it looked like Cody Bellinger beat out a ball at first base that uh, was going to have the Cubs with the tying run aboard with nobody out. It got overturned, didn't love the call. Cubs lost that game. Saturday, I'm going to get into to the pitching performance later on in the show. Cubs dominated. Jordan Wicks made his debut. We'll talk about it. It was one of the better nights of the season. Seiya Suzuki had, I thought, the really the biggest hit of that ball game in the ninth. Pirates had had some momentum because they lit up Hayden Wisniewski. It was 8-6, two on, two out for Seiya, and he drove the ball down the left field corner, breaking the game open. On Sunday, it was another very good game for Seiya Suzuki, just behind Cody Bellinger, who was the star of the show with five RBIs. And another dominant win for the Cubs and another unbelievable outing from Javier Assad where it's like you go on StatCast, you look at all the blue and you're like, all right, he's been really lucky. And then you watch him pitch and you watch the weak contact and you say to yourself, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this guy is just really good and they've caught lightning in a bottle at the right time. But whatever he is, he's been a huge, huge part of the Cubs' success. I believe, according to, to Beth Mowens now, the Cubs are 5-0 and in his starts since Stroman got hurt, which is and, – and some of those are against, like, the Braves and the Blue Jays. I mean, that, that says it right there. And, and the other guy I just have to highlight, I talked about Dansby in the first part of the show. I know this is going to sound crazy, and I did do I did highlight him last week, but Seiya Suzuki has been the Cubs' best hitter in August. That that's just a fact. I know Bell, Bellinger has stayed the Cubs' best player, but just numbers wise in August, Seiya Suzuki is now hitting up over 360 in the month of August. He got like a two day benching that felt like it was kind of a slap on the wrist and wasn't really going to do much. And I even had said that on the show. I was like, I would sit him for a couple of days more. And he has come back, and he has been 
he was the best player during that 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 eight and four stretch. He was the key cog, and and the difference is from a baseball standpoint, just being more aggressive, swinging at pitches in the zone early, and driving the baseball. But I just think, I just think there's something mental mentally with Saya where he just feels like the pressure's not on him anymore. And I think that even though it was a couple of days, just sitting out made him realize that he just needs to be a part of the fun, and he doesn't have to be the guy. And, and I think it's really changed him. And I'm really interested to see if he can maintain this through the rest of the season because that's been Saya's problem as a Cub. He's always shown flashes to be great. He's had great months like this before. It's just the toll of the season starts to wear on him and he starts to get in some, you know, mentally and physically into some bad habits. And, and then that leads to, to these long, drawn slumps. But what one thing you can't deny about Seiya Suzuki is that he has been the best hitter in August for the Cubs. And how crazy is that? And, and and that's why baseball is just the best because it's like you come on here every day. I try and predict things. I try and forecast things. Who could have forecasted that just one month ago? If I were to tell you, hey, Cody Bellinger still hitting like 330 in the month of August. You know, Talkman's really slowed down. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh but Seiya Suzuki is the guy carrying the load. And I got to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if he slots in in the five spot on Monday night against Wade Miley. I think it might be Horner, uh, Dansby, Hap, Belly, and Suzuki. And he's earned that right. He's earned that promotion, and he's earned that right. And, you know, I talked about it earlier with Tyone. Some of the best things about sports is when a guy, you know, gets punched in the mouth and is struggling, and, and he knows he's struggling, and the whole fan base knows he's struggling. He doesn't say a word about it, and he comes back, and he helps the team, and, and he's doing that. So credit to him. Credit to the Cubs for grinding out an 8-4 and four stretch that was probably a little tougher than we all anticipated, but they got the job done. And one of the reasons they did that is on Saturday night, they had one of the best pitching Cub debuts of the last 10, 15 years, and we're going to talk about that coming up. But first, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs strikeouts, hits, and more. I think Dansby Swanson is going to hit a home run off of Wade Miley Monday night at Wrigley Field. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. To conclude this packed Monday episode, I want to talk about the performance from Jordan Wicks. I cannot remember if it was Thursday show or Friday show where I was like, hey, it's just time. It's just time. There's no way he could give you less than what Drew Smiley was giving you. And oh, by the way, Drew Smiley has shown some promise in the bullpen. So this makes sense. And Jordan Wicks was advertised as a professional guy that could come in handle the pressure, and maybe give the Cubs a boost. Well, what happened on Saturday night? I was on my way to an engagement party where I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to watch the contest. I had Pat Hughes on the radio on the way there, and the first hitter hit a home run. 
The second hitter lined a base head. The third hitter walked. The fourth hitter had a 2-0 count. And then Jordan Wicks turned into the best pitcher in baseball. He retired 15 in a row, struck out nine through five. His changeup looked like one of the elite pitches in baseball. Time will tell if that is sustainable. But on Saturday night at PNC, nobody had a chance against that changeup. And Jordan Wicks shoved and dominated and got the win. It was one of the best Cub pitching debuts. It reminded me a little bit of Hendricks' debut in Cincinnati. The Cubs lost, and Hendricks' debut was worse. But I remember Hendricks got lit up in the first, gave up like three runs, and were like, really? This is the guy? Or, and, and Hendricks had the same type of hype about him, kind of like a, a lower leverage, you know, a, a three, four, five guy in the rotation. And I was like, really, this guy? And then the rest of the game, he was really good. And, you know, give Tommy Hotovy credit. Whatever he said during that visit worked. Uh, give Jed and, and Ross credit for, for for bringing him up at the right time, pulling the trigger, and, and give that young man credit. And look, I, I hate to say it because I don't want to put pressure on him, but you know, he's a guy. If that changeup's a legit pitch, which I think it is, you know, he's going to play a really important role for this team. He's going to pitch at Great American Park next weekend. Then he's going to face Arizona. You know, it, it, it's going to be, or maybe no, he'll probably face San Fran. But whatever, uh, you know. The Cubs need to find lightning in a bottle with a pitcher. They have right now with Assad. We'll see if he could keep it up. But if Jordan Wicks could just give the Cubs five or six solid starts, that's that's everything right there. Then that, then the Stroman thing becomes a non-factor. So, uh, you know, congratulations to him. That was fun to watch, and it was it was such a, a fun experience because not only was it great to see, but it was also a peek into the Cubs' future with their pitching. And and the scary thing is he's not even close to their top guy uh, as Mr. Cade Horton continues to lurk and dominate in double-A. The last thing I'm going to mention is that I haven't heard any rumors or anything like that, but if the Cubs were going to bring up PCA for the Brewers series, I wouldn't be shocked. And if they do, maybe they wait because Wade Miley's pitching on Monday and they probably wouldn't start him versus a lefty. But if you're looking for a jolt, if you're looking for a little energy, maybe PCA you know, for the Brewers is, is, is the time. He's having a great season in the minor leagues. He's unanimously one of the top prospects in baseball. He automatically would slot in and play defense at center field. Bellinger would play first base. Unfortunately, and double unfortunately for me because he's one of my favorite players, I think Mike Talkman would be the guy to sacrifice playing time, but he just, he just isn't hitting the ball well right now. He's in a funk. I think he's like seven for his last 40 or something like that. He's still taking his walks. I still think there's a, a majorly valuable piece uh, for Mike Talkman on this team, but I wouldn't be mad if they brought up PCA and said, hey, you know, it's your time, man. Go play center field. Go have some fun. And, and you know, somebody in the comments was like, hey, Sam, how do you think this kid's going to be so loose and come into a pennant race? I don't know. He strikes me like that. He doesn't strike me as the type of kid that would be overwhelmed by the moment. And and, and if the Cubs bring him up, that's probably the case. He, they, they probably feel that way too. Now, I don't know him that well, but he just seems like a very confident kid with a lot of swagger. And I think I think every team at the end of August, when you're going through the dog days and you're you're pushing through and you don't have days off, I think every team can use a little spurt, little energy. And you bring a guy in like Wicks, and then maybe you come in with PCA, and I think it just gives everybody around the ballpark a nice feel of like, hey, 
you know, we needed that. We needed that little juice. And I think PS, uh, PCA, at the very least, can provide some juice and, and some elite defense in center field. But time will tell. We'll see if that happens on Monday or Tuesday. Maybe it won't. Um, this was a fun show, packed show. And I, I just want to repeat what I said in the beginning of it. I want everybody to enjoy this before the game at 7.05. Take a moment. Appreciate being in this moment and let's go. You know, it's going to be a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of stress. But uh, hopefully, after these 14 games, look, me and Matt came on the show and said, hey, these last 12 games will define the season. And they went eight and four. I just thought the Brewers were going to go like, you know, five and six or four and seven. And the Brewers ended up going eight and three. And the D backs got hot at the right time. So, you know, they, the Cubs did their part, but unfortunately, everybody else did. So now it leads to this. But the cool thing is, and Matt said this to me, off the air today, it was like, you know, they, they fully control their own destiny for the postseason. So so now it's go time, and and we all have a great time with it because, you know, I, I, I can't wait. Uh, Monday night, I, I'm going to make a decision probably mid-game if we go live or not. I'd like to go live if they win. Uh, we'll see what we do with that. Shout out to the everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week, and you can become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on SiriusXM. I'm Sam Olber, and this is Locked On Cubs. Go Cubbies!